Hi, we are Fusion Church located in Fishkill, New York. Welcome to our podcast. We are deeply passionate about reaching people with the gospel and seeing lives changed. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message will inspire you and bring you hope. Enjoy. Good morning, Fusion Church. I am so excited uh, to be here this morning to be able to continue our current sermon series called um, Back to Basics. I know for the last two Sundays, uh, we've been discussing questions, uh, just basic questions, scriptural questions that maybe me or you are maybe struggling with and just want answers um, and just looking for uh, just guidance on things. And it's not a bad thing. It's it's basically uh, trying to get back to basics and trying to uh, to just hash down or talk or try to come to some consensus on questions and what the Bible speaks on it and, and uh, our experiences and how to just um, um, come together and, and have a thought uh, on these questions, which is great. It's great to think. It's great to share. It's great to talk. Um, and sometimes, you know, you may have questions and you keep them to yourself and, uh, and you really don't um, reach out to try to find answers. Not that we all know everything. I guarantee you, I don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. But it's great to do it within the body of Christ and just try to get some answers and try to get to know more about God and more about what, uh, who he is and what he does and what the Bible says on this. And I've been struggling with this. I can't, I can't come to an understanding of this. And that's okay. That's a beautiful thing about being a student or being a disciple. You're always learning. You're always growing. And you want to know uh, what God's thoughts are on things and what God expects of us. Or, or what does, what, why did God do this? Or why did God say this? How can I imply this in my life? And it's great. It's great questions. Or your mind is working and you're trying uh, to just come to some sort of uh, conclusion. I think it's great. I think it's, it's a lifetime goal. It's a walk where we're always trying to just know things and, and i think I, I think it's fine i find that uh fascinating and great to just always ask questions i mean i could be annoying uh when it comes to that but i know that god doesn't find me annoying he's like you know angel is interested he wants to know uh you know let me guide him let me show him and sometimes him showing me is directly through the word or, or through a song or through uh or through another message uh or just through a, a, a body of christ and you have a conversation and I think it's great. That's why I recommend um, if you want to just get back to basics and just get to the foundations and, and things that maybe uh, we talk about and maybe it just doesn't click sometimes. If you're interested uh, in getting back to basics um, and getting involved uh, in what we're doing at Fusion Church or just learning a little bit about the basics, uh, you can join us on Fridays um, at 7 p.m. in the church office or via uh, online. And we're just talking and sharing in an atmosphere of, of community um, just talking and sharing and asking questions about truth. Um, so if you're interested, um, you know, sign up. Uh, we, we would love uh, to have you uh, um, there. Um, you know, but this morning, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. You know, have you, have you ever had the experience where you try something, uh, to put something together, and even with directions, um, but you couldn't get it done? Uh, or even uh, saw a YouTube video and, and we're still not sure of how to do it, you know. Uh, and then you uh, come to a, co- a conclusion that you need someone to, to show you. Well, I can tell you honestly that's me because I've seen videos to try to put stuff together. I've seen people put stuff together or tell me how to put stuff together. And for whatever reason, it doesn't click. I, I, I see it. 
but I don't understand how it works. I see it, but I, I don't know how to put it together. I see it, but I don't know um, how, how to start or, or, or where am I going or if I do start, I can't figure out the second part or I can't figure out the third part. And, and, and I have trouble, honestly, uh, um, with that. Maybe this morning you might feel the same way. I cannot do it. No, you can show me. You can show me a video. You can show me a map. And I guarantee you that I will struggle in putting things uh, together. You know, and, and, and in Scripture, there were people who saw things and maybe they just couldn't comprehend uh, Jesus said things or did things that maybe they had to ask them on the side. You know, Jesus said parables and, uh, and the disciples would uh, ask them and Jesus would have to explain to them on the side what he said, what he meant, what this meant. Because when the parables were said, they didn't understand. And that was okay. And there's some things maybe in scripture that we read that we don't get. Or there's things in scripture that maybe um, we see and we don't get. And we're trying to come to a conclusion or understanding of what Jesus did or what he said and why he said it. And, wh and why didn't he do it this way? Because our logic comes in and you know that God says in his word that my thoughts are your thoughts. So sometimes God does things and we don't understand it. But God is trying to give us a truth. So we ask God to help us to understand so that we can uh, better know him or better know his laws or better know what he thinks on a specific subject and that's okay and the disciples weren't any different you know the disciples saw Jesus on many occasions on many occasions he to go and pray and Jesus would go and pray and he would take some time to step away and say you know I'm going to go pray and you know I'll be back and I'm sure the disciples uh, must have been a, a, a little confused about what is it that Jesus is really doing and why is he doing it this way and what's the reason why he's always uh, um, praying and, and he, they probably didn't understand um, why he was doing it so much and maybe some of us here uh, uh, um, in the chat today and listening to the sermon today might be struggling with prayer uh, um, um, and we need to understand why prayer? Um, what are the benefits of it? Does it work, Pastor Angel? Why, why pray? Why pray so much? Why do we always have to pray? You know, what's the purpose? What are the benefits? Well, does it really work? You know, I see people pray, but does it really work? And, and let me try to unwrap um, some questions uh, um, today, maybe that you might have regarding uh, a prayer. You know, maybe today you are asking, how do I pray? Like, I see people pray. I want to talk to God. I, 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 how do I take that first step? How do I pray? What, what, are, the, what are the requisites? What, 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 is there like a model? Is there like a, like a guide? Is there something that I can use to help me pray, to help me begin? Because maybe this morning you might, I talk to God, but I feel like I'm all over the place. Or I talk to God, but I don't know if I'm doing it right. Or I talk to God, but I, I, I don't know if, if this is the way I should pray. Is, there, is this the wrong way to pray? Is there a correct way to pray? Is there a model? Is there something that I can follow um, in Scripture or something that Jesus uh, uh, um, said? And, and the disciples asked Jesus at one point, you know, how to pray. They asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to, how to pray correctly. Teach us how to pray the way you pray. We want to have that same communion that you have with the Father. Teach us how to pray because they didn't know how and they wanted to do the same. And Jesus leaves us an example of how now to pray, and this morning I wanna, I wanna, I wanna talk about prayer and, I, and how to pray and what what prayer entails. You know, in Luke chapter eleven, verse one, it says that one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, "Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his 
disciples. They had a desire to pray. Maybe this morning you may have a desire uh, to pray and you want someone to teach you. You want someone to guide you. You want someone to show you. And the best person in scripture that you can use to guide you and to show you it was Jesus Christ. And in Matthew 6, 9 to 13 says, this then is how you should pray. So Jesus answering the disciples question in Luke gives them a model, gives us a model of how we should pray, of how we should come to God, of how we should approach uh, in prayer. And in verse 9 it says, Then this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven debtors. And lead us not to into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So Jesus gives us a model prayer. Now you might be saying, is this something that I have to repeat? No, 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 no. It's not that you have to repeat. Jesus gives us a model of how to use our prayer to get uh, his attention or to come into his presence. So Jesus gives us this model. And what is prayer? Prayer is a spiritual communication between man and God. A two-way relationship in which man should not only talk to God, but also listen to him. In the model we just read, Jesus gives us some guidance in that. So prayer is communication between you and God. And you know that when any, any communication, it's a two-way street, right? If you're in a relationship, or you're in a marriage, or, or you're a friendship, or in a conversation, there is a two-way conversation. You share, they share, and a, and, and, and a relationship grows by sharing. By getting to know, by, by, by them listening to you and you listening to them. It grows. You get to know the person. You establish a relationship, a connection, a trust, a communication where you feel, you feel that you can say anything sometimes in the presence. You, you can share your, your hurts, your pain, your desires, your hopes, your dreams. And you have this, this freedom within that relationship that no matter what you say, it's being heard, it's being understood, uh, it's being accepted, it's being valued, and, and you, you know it's not falling on deaf ears that whatever you are on letting go, that person is receiving, and they care to listen and give you feedback and also share of, of themselves, and you're doing the same thing. It's a close relationship, a dynamic relationship that we have with God that He wants to have with you. So prayer is communication. It's simply talking with God and God talking with us. And Jesus gives us the model and he tells us how to approach God. He says, our father, a name, a title. We approach God relationally. If, if you come into my home, you know that I, I'm married and I have three kids. But there's a difference when I say, this is Jashira, this is Aaliyah, this is Aaron, and this is Adam. What I've given you is names. And you're like, okay, so who are they? But if I say, this is my wife, Jashira, this is my son, Aaron. This is my son, Adam. This is my daughter, Aaliyah. I'm giving them title and what they are. Wife, daughter, son, son. So when we approach God, our father is a title. We are approaching him of who he is. He is our father who is in heaven. He is our God. And we approach God relationally of who he is. He is our father. He is our father and we should have confidence in him. We depend on him in the way that we depend on the father uh, or our own earthly father to help us to give us what we need, to give us what we want, to conversate with him, give, give us of his wisdom, of experience, of guidance, of help uh, throughout our, as we grow 
know. And in the same way, we approach God our Father in the same way we would approach our earthly uh, um, Father. And then he goes on to say that we ask for his will to be done. So when we pray, it's not about what you want. It's, it's, it's about uh, his will for your life. In every aspect of it, in your marriage, your kids, your plans, etc. Why? Because he knows what we need. We ask for his will to be done, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others and in the life of the world. We want him to do um, his will. Why? Because God's will is greater than ours. God's will brings peace. It brings hope. It brings salvation. It brings healing. His will is great. Jesus said in the garden of Gethsemane when he was praying, he said, Father, if it is your will, pass for me of this cup, but let it not be my will, but let it be your will. Jesus showed us not only in the prayer, he showed us in his daily life that he was subject to the Father. He was doing his will, uh, when he was in the tomb of Lazarus, or when he did the the, the miracle of the of the fish of the five thousand, and one uh, one part he raises the fish and he says, "Father." I know that you always hear me. He had a co co communication with God. He had a trust with God. He was walking with God as man. He showed us how we should walk with him and trust with him. He said, you always listen to me. There is a faith aspect there that your will is always done in my life. And I'm always subject to you. So I'm always looking for you. So before I do anything, whether it's raise Lazarus from the dead or he did the miracle with the fish, he went straight to the Father and prayed. There was a connection that his will be done in everything that he was doing. So we ask his will to be done in our lives. And he goes on to say, give us today our daily bread. We pray understanding that God will supply all our needs, that he knows what we need and there's nothing that he cannot Provide, give us our daily bread. Give us what we need uh, for today. Uh, give me what I need to survive, whether it's a job, whether it's food on the table. He will supply my clothing. He will supply everything that we need. So when we pray, we ask God to supply that which we need, not that which we don't need. He gives us what we need. So we pray, God, give me what I need, uh, not what I desire, not my own desires, but give me what I need, what you know I need. For that specific day, for that specific week, for that specific month. When we pray, we understand that God will supply all our needs and we trust him with everything when it regards to our needs. And he says, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. God only, God not only forgives in our prayers, but he expects us to forgive others. So as we pray that God will have mercy on us, that God will forgive our sins, that God will forgive our mistakes, because every day we are uh, capable of falling short. We are imperfect. We are, we sin. We make mistakes. But God is so merciful that when we pray, we say, God, forgive me of my sins. And we are also forgiving others who have maybe sinned against us as well. So God wants us not only to pray for our salvation, he wants us to pray for others as well. God not only wants us to pray for uh, for him to have mercy on us and to forgive us, he wants us to pray that we may also have mercy on others. What I have received by grace, I want to give it. The mercy I have received, I want to give it. The forgiveness I have received, I want to give it. The love that I have received, I want to give it. God not only wants us to, to pray for, for ourselves and to relate to him, he wants us also to pray for others and be in good standing as others, and then he says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from 
the evil one. We ask God to help us in our daily struggles. We ask him to help us with our weaknesses and to be able to overcome the enemy. Yes, the enemy of our souls. We want God to protect us, to guide us from his plans, from his evil doings, those things that may lead us far away from God. And James chapter 4 verse 7 tells us, so submit to God, to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. But the key word there is, is not that he will run from you. It's why he would run from you. It's as if you submit to God. So prayer will help you and strengthen you to be able to resist temptation, to be able to resist the enemy so that he can flee from you. So you won't fall into his traps and fall into the things that he has set up maybe on a daily basis for you to set up. Why? Because he also knows our weaknesses, our mistakes, and he tries to bring us to that point and tries to tempt us in every ever of our lives. But scripture tells us that if we, if we submit to God, if we submit to the authority of God, which is uh, to pray, to seek his presence, the Holy Spirit will help us to resist those temptations, to resist the enemy, and to be able to overcome him uh, through prayer, uh, through fasting, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So God gives us a model of how to pray and what to ask for. Uh, he asks us for, for help, for our struggles, to, for, for forgiveness, uh, to, to, to connect with him relationally, to trust him, that he's going to give us everything that we need and supplies and everything. It basically, prayer is to con- continuously be in the presence of God, to communicate with him each and every moment, every second of the day. Obviously, we're not going to pray every second, but every time we do pray, we are connected um, to him. So, so, okay, so Jesus left us a model on how to pray. But Pastor Angel, that's nice. I got a, you gave me a model of how to pray. I got that. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. I understand. I, I got a little bit of what, of what you're saying uh, this morning. But I got more questions. I got, I got more questions in regards to that. The model prayer is not where I'm going to stop. I'm hungry to know more. I'm hungry to understand. I, 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 I know that, 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 that there's a model prayer that we have to pray to God and talk to him. But does he hear me, Angel? Does he hear what I say? How do I know that God hears me? You know, this might be a question uh, that you may be struggling with because maybe you haven't received yet uh, what you're asking for. But God, I can guarantee you, is not deaf. He hears all things. For Pastor Angel, how, how, how do I know that he hears me? Well, Scripture tells us in 1 John chapter 5, verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. So John is telling us in 1 John that if we know that he hears us, in other words, if we believe, if we know, if we are certain, if we speak to him and we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Because he hears us, he knows what we're asking of him. He understands. In other words, God is not deaf. Jesus is not deaf. He hears your prayers. He hears your supplications. He hears your petitions. He understands what you want. He understands what you need. He understands what you're telling him. He understands what you're sharing uh, with him. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him by faith, believing that he is going to answer um, us. You know, there are many occasions in scripture that detail stories where one has asked and he has responded. One of those stories is the story of Hannah. Um, Hannah was barren. She couldn't have any children. She was taunted year after year by her rival, which is the other 
uh, wife of her husband. But on, the la- but on this last occasion, Hannah poured out her heart to- out to the Lord. Scripture says that he went, she went before the Lord and poured out her heart to God, requesting the ability, the opportunity to be able to have a child. And she prayed before the Lord. Um, and it says in 1 Samuel 1, it says, Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Eli, the priest, was sitting um, on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. Hannah's spirit was very distressed. And as she prayed to the Lord, she sobbed and wept many tears. Maybe this morning you understand what Hannah is saying or what she's going through. That she was very distressed and she was praying to the Lord and she sobbed and many tears. And maybe today, this morning, you might be saying, I've been very distressed. I've been praying. I've sobbed many tears asking God for something that I haven't received. I'm asking God for something uh, that I really need. I need him to give me that which I need today. And she made a vow and said, O Lord of armies, if you will carefully consider the misery of your servant and remember me, and if you do not forget your servant, but give your servant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall ever touch his head. So Anna was distressed. Anna was sobbing. Anna made a a deal with the Lord and said, if you give me a child... I will give him to you and I will never touch a hair on his head. A negotiation that she had with God. She was distressed. She was uh, 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 wanting it so bad. She was crying uh, because of her circumstances. She was being taunted by her rival. She wanted God to meet um, her needs. Again, the model prayer. And God will uh, give us today our daily bread. Give us what give us what we need. And Hannah was touching that part of that model prayer. Give us what we need. God, give me what I need, my daily bread. Give me what I'm asking you for, a child uh, that I can raise, an opportunity. Because back in the day when you were barren, it was like a curse. People looked at uh, barren women in a certain way, and it was a blessing to give birth. It was a blessing to have a child. It was exciting. Uh, the community surrounded you. They were excited for you. And Hannah didn't have that opportunity. And she was asking God, for, please give me that opportunity i'm praying and i'm trying to make a a deal with you i'm going to dedicate him to you and as she continued praying before the lord eli was looking at her mouth and hannah was speaking silently from her heart although her lips were moving her voice could not be heard and eli thought she was drunk and said to her how long are you going to be drunk get away from your wine Hannah's heart was talking to God when you pray and it's coming from the most profoundness of your heart when you are honest when you are sharing when you are dripping in tears when you are sharing everything that you have and words are not enough I want to tell you this morning that God is not deaf to your, to your needs, God is not deaf to your pain, to your sorrow, to that which your heart is pouring out. God hears you this morning. I want you to understand that Hannah replied, No, my Lord, I am a woman with a very troubled spirit. I have not been drinking wine or beer, but I have poured out my soul to the Lord. Do not regard your servant as worthless, wicked women. I've been speaking like this because of my great misery and because of how I've been grieved. 
Then Eli answered, go in peace and may God of Israel give you what you have asked for. And she said, let your servant find favor in your sight. So the woman went on her way. She ate and her face no longer looked sad. They got up early the next morning and worshiped the Lord. Then they returned to their home in Ramah. Um, Elkna was intimate with Hannah, her husband, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel because she said, I asked for him from the Lord. So Hannah prayed to God. Hannah spoke to God in, in, in her heart, in, 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 in her spirit. She was speaking to God with the desire. So I ask you again, maybe I want to answer that question that you may be struggling with today. Does God hear me? And I look at scripture and I look at Hannah and I want to tell you that God does hear you. And not only does he hear you, God answers prayers. God is able to answer that which you're praying for. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know at what time, but I wanted to tell you I just want to answer you that question this morning that you maybe you're struggling with does God hear me God does hear you and he heard Hannah and Hannah was able to receive that which she was praying for so I tell you this morning do not give up do not stop praying do not seek do not stop seeking the presence of God pray pray harder continue to pray speak to God confide in him believe in him that which you're praying for in God's time and in God's will he will give you that which you desire but that does not mean it, it's going to be today it might be tomorrow it, the answer may be no but no only comes from a question a question that God hears I want you to know that God hears your prayer you know Pastor Angel that's an amazing story detailing that God hears our prayer. But I have another question. Oh man, there's always another question. But I have another question. Is there anything that can hinder my prayer? Good question. I'm glad you asked in the chat. Is there anything that can hinder my prayer? There are a couple of things that, that can hinder uh, prayer. Yes, um, sin. You know, unforgiveness is a hindrance in prayer. We must forgive if we want to be forgiven and heard. In the model prayer, we see that the prayer says, God, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Scripture says that if we want forgiveness from God, we must forgive others. Matthew 5, 23, verse 24 says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and, and, there, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. God is telling you that if you do not forgive, I will not forgive. If you don't go and make things right, then I will not make things right with you. As long as there is sin... There is a break in your relationship because sin removes us from the presence of God. Sin breaks the relationship. But Jesus comes and dies on the cross. We deserved eternal damnation. We were on our straight path to living a life without Jesus in eternity. Jesus comes and fixes that relationship and he offers you forgiveness. Uh, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what shame, guilt that you're carrying this morning, God forgives you. But when you, when you receive that mercy, God expects you to receive that mercy, that forgiveness, and be able to give it to someone else. 
And if you are unable to do that, God is telling you that when you come before my altar, I will not hear you. I will not answer you. I will not forgive you until you fix that situation. So yes, there are, there are terms uh, within prayer that God will not hear. Another thing that could hinder your prayers is unconfessed sin. See, sin separates us from God. Like I just said, it builds a wall between you and him. When we approach God in prayer, nothing is hidden in his sight. When we confess to him our sins, we receive forgiveness. We receive healing. We receive restoration. Your confession, along with relying on his faithfulness, brings a restored relationship with him. God is concerned with sin because he knows the damage it can do. And God's first objective before anything is to help us in a situation in which we cannot help help ourselves. God understands the sin condition and God being a righteous God, he cannot stand sin. He cannot look at sin. He will not bear it. He wants to remove it. So he wants us to confess it to him. That way he can come in and do what he needs to do. But unconfessed sin as we talk to God as if as if there's nothing wrong, he will not hear our prayers. It will hinder that which he wants to do in your life. It would hinder him hearing and doing that which you want him to do in your life. So we come before him on a daily basis and say, God, I, I, I messed up today. I did this today. God, if there's anything that I forgot, Lord, forgive me. If there's, if there's a brother that I've wronged, forgive me. If there's something that maybe someone has against me, uh, um, help me work with them to, to find forgiveness. So uh, we need to come to God and just be open in prayer and be honest with him so that he can work in our lives, so he can heal, transform, and he wants to work uh, in us. You know, John 1 verse 9 says, If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, He is faithful and just and true in His own nature and promises and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness, our own wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with His will and purpose. And God will forgive us. So yes, God does hear prayer, but yes, there are things that will hinder our prayers with God, our relationship uh, with God. If we have an argument with our spouse, if we don't ask for forgiveness or fix the circumstances, we won't be able to continue on in the, the way the relationship should go because there's something in the way that needs to be handled. It's in the same way that we need to handle certain things that are in the way in our relationship with God. As we pray, we confess and we share with Him our faults, our mistakes, our shame, our guilt, and God is faithful enough to fix it. God is faithful enough to heal you, to change you, to free you, to give you peace. Why? Because you are freely confessing to him and you're putting a trust in him. And in return, he is acting on your behalf. He is hearing your prayer and he is working on your behalf. You know, why doesn't God answer every prayer, angel? Got more questions. You know that it's, it's possible to pray and not ask correctly? You know, John chapter 4 verse 3 tells us, you ask and yet do not receive because you ask wrongly so that you may spend it on what gives you pleasure. You know, because sometimes we pray for the wrong motives. Sometimes we are asking um, for, uh, it is not for our benefit. Uh, and God is actually helping you uh, not to get into a bad situation or bad relationship or a bad marriage that is not going to benefit you. Sometimes we pray and we pray things that we desire, but it's not God's will for us. It is not God's will for you to 
have that, to do that, to marry here, to have a relationship with this person. And God is trying to save you from that. So sometimes God doesn't answer certain prayers in our lives. The answer is no, because we're asking wrongly. We are not asking according to the will of God. That's why the model prayer says, uh, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're giving up our will so that his will be done. So when we pray things that are not according to his will for our lives, God is not going to answer that prayer because we've we in praying, we understand in the model prayer that his will has to be done, not your will. It's always going to be what he desires because he knows best for us. He knows what we need, what we don't need, what's going to benefit us, what's going to hurt us, what's going to alienate us from him. So God, because he loves us so much, and he doesn't want us to fall. He doesn't want us to mess up or our relationship to break. God is sometimes is not going to answer our prayers or what we're requesting. Why? Because we're asking according to our own desires, to our own wants, and it's not in our best interest. So sometimes God does not answer our prayers or he just simply says no. It can also be as simple as no, because it's not God's will for your life. You, you are not alone. Not only do you have your own uh, um, personal prayer time, we also have corporate prayer. So not only are you not doing this alone, we were not made to do life alone. Yes, we have our own prayer time, our own personal time with God, but there's also something called a corporate prayer. And you might be saying, why is it that we, why is it that we always praying in public? Uh, corporate prayer is public prayer where we pray together as a body, where we can come together and pray for one another. So you are not doing life alone. You're not struggling alone in prayer. Yes, you have your own prayer time with God, but God is, God also asks us to pray for one another. That's what the model prayer says, not only to forgive our uh, ask for forgiveness, but also to forget our debtors. And in order to do that, you do that publicly. You do that with them. You share with them. You pray with them. I want to forgive you. I know that there was a mistake on my part or there was a mistake on your part, but it's not about who is who did what or who started what. Let's fix this. Let's make this right before the Lord. We may be public or corporate prayer where we can, we're able to be free with one another, a share with one another, um, carry each other's burdens. In James chapter 5 verse 16 says, so confess your sins to one another and pray for one another in order that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is able to do much because it is effective. So God is telling us to confess our sins to one another or our weaknesses to one another or mess ups to one another and then pray for one another. So we not only do we do it in private with God, we do it in public as a corporate prayer within the people. We pray for one another. We pray for healing. We pray for love. We we pray when someone is hurt. We pray for when someone is in need. We pray when someone needs joy or peace and is requesting of the corporate body to pray. We pray together. And the Bible says that that prayer, the prayer of a righteous man or the prayer of a righteous woman, in other words, the prayer of, 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 of a pastor or of, 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 of a leader or someone that you, within the body of Christ, that prayer, that righteous person that is standing with God, that is praying with you, uh, um, seeking with you for that which you need if the bible says that that type of prayer is effective it will work and you will be healed and you will be transformed and you will receive and god will bless you because we are doing it in prayer together and god has called us 
uh, to do such a thing. So not only is it that we're doing it in private prayer with God, we're also doing it in public. And in public, we are able to share and pray for one another. And God works in that prayer. And God answers in that prayer. And God moves in that prayer. And God is efficient in that prayer because he says that that type of prayer, it is effective for, for building up of the church and building up of our lives. You know, how many times uh, should I pray, uh, Pastor uh, Angel? There's so many questions in regards to prayer. I'm only covering maybe some of them uh, this morning. The scripture does not give a number, but it does advise us to make a habit of it as a, or make it a priority uh, in our life. Jesus made it a priority in his ministry, and his ministry here on earth that he prayed uh, many times. He stepped away uh, to pray. And scripture doesn't give us how many times a day we should pray. And I'm not going to tell you how many times a day you should pray. Um, it keeps us uh, in consistent communication with God. In the same way we try to have a consistent relationship with a, or communication with a spouse or with a child. You know, 1 Thessalonians tells us, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Continuous prayer. Be happy that you get to pray. Be happy that you get the opportunity to pray. Be happy. Rejoice that you're able to connect with God when others can't. Be happy that you're able to communicate with the God of this universe when others can't, when they don't know Him, when they haven't met Him, they haven't been saved, they haven't been forgiven, they're still carrying burdens, they, they haven't got to know the Savior of the world, but you have that opportunity this morning. And if you're listening to me this morning and you haven't met Jesus, I want to tell you that today is the day of salvation for you, an opportunity to be able to do the same thing, to pray uh, um, to the Father and ask Him for forgiveness and salvation. Today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. Today, the scripture says, do not wait for tomorrow. Pray that prayer uh, today. Pray without ceasing, continuously seeking the guidance of God, seeking uh, His presence. And in verse 18, it says, in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The more you pray, the more you will know God. The more you pray, the more you will know His will for your life. The more you pray, the better your relationship with God will be. The more you pray, you will be more like Jesus. Well, this morning, I want to let you know that God hears you. That your prayers are not, don't fall on deaf ears. That God acts in your prayers the way He acts uh, he, he acted upon Hannah's prayer. I pray that if there's anything hindering your prayers, that today you may confess that uh, to God and seek healing so that your relationship may be restored and that He can hear you and He can answer you and you can have a communication with God. Again, if you don't know Jesus this morning, I want you to repeat preach this prayer with me. Father, I come before you, Lord. Lord, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe that he shed his blood on the cross, resurrected on the third day for my sins. I receive you, Lord, Jesus, as my Lord and as my Savior. Lord, I declare that I am now saved in you today. If you said this prayer with me this morning, you are saved. You are born again. You have given your heart to Jesus, and this is a start of a new life uh, for you. But I want to pray for you today. You might have been struggling with these questions or uh, trying to pray and, and figuring out how to pray or, or just 
struggling with just, does God hear me? Does he answer me? Does, will he answer me? Does, is it effective? I want to pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you when you pray. Lord, I pray for those who might have been struggling this morning, Lord, and maybe haven't been able to pray because of questions they might have or, or maybe they don't understand or just like the disciples, they needed to know, Lord. I pray, God, that from today, Lord, as they come before you, Lord, may they be guided by your Holy Spirit of what to say, how to ask, what to ask for. Be guided by your will, Lord, that they may continue to just develop a relationship with you on a daily basis, not only through prayer, but through your word, through worship, my God. Oh, Lord, I pray, my God, that your people, Lord, uh, will seek you in prayer, seek your face, my God, on a daily basis, Lord. Jesus, you prayed and you you were a model for us, my God, and I pray that we'll be able to follow that model, Lord, and that by praying and following that model, Lord, we will be more like you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. Thank you, Fusion Church, for coming out this morning. I can't wait to, to see what the next couple of uh, weeks of Back to Basics uh, looks like. Once again, if you're interested in our class and what we're teaching uh, during these next couple, maybe three more weeks on Fridays at 7 p.m. in person and online, please sign up today. Go to the app. Go to the website. We can't wait to see you and hear from you and share with you our questions. We want to hear your questions and just continue to grow uh, together in truth and, and in the word of God. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a new message that comes out every week. You can click the link in the description below to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or jump onto our website at fusionchurchny.com for more information. We would like you to be a part of what God is doing at Fusion Church, so please subscribe to our podcast and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us. We want to get to know you and feel free to rate us and leave a review.